I'm not a big talker. Everybody knows that. But this lady was talking to someone, you know, for the whole daggum flight. And it wasn't in her inside voice. No, no. Fortunately, I had these buds in and, you know, I could pretty much tune her out. But I'm thinking, man, is this this woman, is she hard of hearing or what? (laughs) Please. Episode 77 of Yats, every week, Wednesday evening, right here, yetanothertechshow.com, that's our site, check it out. I'm Matt Lee, joined this evening by the great Mr. Ant Pruitt. What's going on, Ant? Hey, what's going on, Mr. Lee? The great Mr. Larry Press. What's up, Larry Press? Good evening, gentlemen. Good to see y'all. And back again, the great Mr. Mike Rothman. Hey, guys. Up, Boy, I haven't had an introduction like that for the a long crowd goes time. Wow. <laughs> Not since you were in that heavyweight championship. That's match. right. And in this corner, in this corner. technology. <laughs> uh, <laughs> weighing in at just under a couple ounces, a Nexus 10. With, Whoa, right holy. before the show, I just got the KitKat update. Oh, so, I've got yeah. serious envy. Of course, it, it it's always a day after we do Attack of the Androids. All of the cool Android stuff that happens, like, it always seems to happen a day after. You got it there, uh, Ant? Oh, that's 4.3. No. no, but I did, that, yeah, I did that today in the office with a guy that's just clamoring to get it on his tablet as well. And so I said, oh, dude, I got it, and I flashed that to him, and he pretty much crapped his pants. And I was like, look again, man. This is a screenshot. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, not, let's not be silly. I, I didn't know you were so mean, Ant. I, I, I do what I can, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next time, tomorrow, go in and show him how you got iOS running on it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, he'd probably puke then. <laughs> um, so, so, Matt, any first impressions of uh, KitKat? Uh, Twitter won't work, but <laughs> that I don't. No, that's fine. Um, the settings is a little different, and th- this is going to be terrible to to see. But you see the settings icon up here yeah. is uh, yeah. different, and so you go into the settings, and you only have one pane now instead of having the two that you used to have. All right. So that's uh, that's kind of cool. So then each thing is its own screen instead of splitting it uh, in half there. Um, One of the first things I did notice is a new option called printing. It's under the system. So instead of having the the two panes, it's organized still uh, wireless networks device, personal uh, accounts, and then system. Under system, we have printing, and then that's where you can turn either, which this is interesting. You have cloud print, which is Google's cloud print, and then you have HP print service plugin. So mm. HP uh, getting a, getting a little foot in the door there. 
little branding a little exercise. bit a little bit a little bit a new camera app of course and i mean we'll cover more of this in depth like I, I just got it so i'm literally like playing with it as i tell you what i'm seeing so uh the camera looks good <laughs> i don't know um, i wonder if you're getting it on the nexus 10 i wonder if it's out on the nexus 7 uh it should be wi-fi versions we posted this in the attack of the androids google plus community uh, and yeah, you should seven and ten first generation and second generation for the seven. Uh, Wi-Fi yeah. only, they said. As far yeah. as hasn't hit me right yet. Now. I've been trying all day. And wouldn't you know? Five minutes ago, I went to fire up my Nexus Seven, and the battery's dead. Oh boy! <laughs> of course. <Yeah. laughs> Naturally, on, sir. So, you know, I really like this 7-inch form factor, and I'm just on the verge of pulling the plug to purchase the second-generation Nexus 7. I've got the first-gen. Well, why do you want to get the second-gen if you already had the first-gen? Well, that's the thing. I I just can't see spending $229 or more on on what amounts to a better screen. Because it does have a better screen, and it's a little Thank bit Thank you. Thank you. Somebody else agrees with me. <laughs> Just cannot, cannot plunk down $229 for a better screen when this screen is really very good. Yeah. You, you guys remember Patrick Jordan, right, from iPad Insight? Yes. Sure. He is also a, a decent Android fan, too. I mean, he's a technology fan, but he's now gotten into a lot of the Android ecosystem stuff. And... He and I had a discussion about the Nexus 7 uh, refresh, and hes I guess he's a power user because he could rat off all kinds of different reasons why you should go up to it. You know? And but is he, that... I'm thinking, if anything, go to the LTE, if that. But outside of that, man, I, I don't need this tablet to do a, a million different tasks at one time. You know, That chip is good enough in there. That screen is good enough in there. You know, you know, it's a little bit parenthetical, but this weekend I was out of town, and I forgot to take my stupid power supply with me. Yeah. And so I, uh, I managed to get my hands on one, but but for about a day, I thought, okay, I'll use my wife's iPad, and I realized it's slower than shit when you try to do anything real. I tried editing a really big Google Doc, and it just barked. It couldn't even, it couldn't even do it. Which so generation iPad does she have, Larry? It's the second one. It's not the not the Retina, but but not the first one. Yeah. Well, I figured the second one would have been decent because yeah, I do. No, I was really, you know, I'm fooled with it, and you can play games and do little things, and it seems quite responsive. But when I tried to do a really big uh, Google Doc, it literally couldn't it couldn't load it in there. Just, you know, I haven't had any issues with Google Docs on my Nexus 7. I, I've played with it a time or two trying to edit stuff. Um, I even tried to edit one of those spreadsheets on there, and it, it seems to be fine. Um, I have thought about getting one of those little $20 uh, keyboard cases, Bluetooth keyboard cases, um, yeah. and trying well, that out really too. really big document at it, though, Ant, and see what happens. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not saying – I'm not talking – your Nexus 7 maybe. Uh, eat this little iPad for lunch, but it, yeah, I just never had tried to do anything real with it, and it All just right. totally failed. 
But see, that's the next thing, though. If it, if I'm trying to do, like, say, write an article for a new domain, um, I'll probably do the rough draft in that. I wouldn't necessarily get into putting the hyperlinks and stuff in it on the tablet um, because it gets a, it, it, you have to be a little sensitive just sitting at a laptop or a desktop with that far as, you know, where is your spacing and uh, the hyperlink's going to go where and does it bleed over into a space and that kind of stuff. You know, so I probably wouldn't, like, like I was telling Patrick, I'm not going to do all of that kind of stuff on the tablet. Yeah. That tablet's going to be primarily media consumption. Yeah. yeah, and for that maybe work, what I was doing with my wife's laptop, I uploaded, you know, I had a couple hours of battery left, so I uploaded some really big documents, like way bigger than a, I don't even, I can't, I don't remember how big, but big. Mm. And then I just tried to edit them, and it couldn't even open them up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I gotta admit, with my, I'm more of a laptop and desktop user oh. than than I am a tablet user. But when I use a tablet and I like to do it, it's to it's to read or occasionally watch a short video or something like that. Yeah. Surf the net. Yeah, I think for that stuff they work, but I was surprised to find out how incapable this tablet at least was of of uh, working with a large, just a large text. But you got to remember that's loading it all into RAM, and RAM is minimal on these machines, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, have no idea. Again, is there? I mean, maybe you can do it, but I didn't have any way of, you know, opening up any kind of a task manager to see, you know, where the constraints were. Um, yeah, you can monitor. I'm. Are, yeah, you you can definitely do it. It's kind of a pain in the butt. It's not just hitting Shift Control Escape, you know. Yeah, maybe you have to. Have remember, remember, remember when these first came out? Like it was, I mean, the the very first iPad. People were saying this is this is a strictly consumption device, and then people start being like, "Well, yeah, but I can also kind of do this, kind of do this." And now we're like totally on that other side where people are like, "This is my office," you know. At, at some point, you get this this setup here where you have your you know your keyboard and your your stand, like here's here's your office, right, right here. Yeah. But again, it depends on the use case and and what you're doing. I definitely wouldn't pay no four hundred dollars for a mini iPad. I'd <laughs> much rather have have a new and, Nexus and Ten. Big whoop news of the week. <laughs> and the people yeah, that are whoop. saying, you know, here it does all. I think a lot of that is buyer's remorse, rationalization. You know, you gotta. You got to tell yourself that it's going to do way more because you just spent like 5 hundo on it. When you probably could have got a you know, mid-range laptop. Right? Yeah, for right. $400 easily. And a Nexus yeah. 7. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but Mike and I were talking before the show that, that Apple's probably still going to sell a crap ton of these things. Uh, well, they are because they're they're Apple and always, 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 right? All the fanboys are going to rush out, and everyone's going to say what a beautiful device it is, and then they're going to put it on their shelf, and that'll be pretty much it for that iPad Mini. If well, I were to do an iPad device, I would personally do the Mini over the regular iPad, just because I like the seven-inch form factor, you know, or eight-inch in its case. I do too. The more I use one, that really locks those guys in there. Their whole the infrastructure and the ecosystem, whatever you want to call it, all the apps they've got, all the stuff they got stored away. Yeah, 
but that's every amazing. platform does that, right? That's right, and I really hate that. Yeah, it is kind of a, aggravating. I never was a big fan of the seven-inch form factor for tablets because I always had, you know, a phone and then a ten-inch tablet. Uh, at work, I'm testing out some an- uh, Android software for routing, uh, doing my water routes and and whatnot. And the boss bought a few of the Galaxy Tab threes, and they're the seven-inch ones. And I gotta yeah. say. The more I use it, like the more it, I still can't justify having like a middle size screen on top of a phone that has a decent screen and then a 10 inch tablet. But if I had to have just one, like I think I would split the difference and just go seven inch tablet and call it call it good. And yeah. I'm not at all a fan of the Samsung stuff, the touch whiz and the tablet. But Dude. I mean, as far as what it is like it, it's a decent tablet i wouldn't buy yeah. one but you know it's it's good stuff just take that physical button off of it oh the buttons are so stupid and <laughs> <laughs> why what <laughs> i don't that's know it's because that's what apple has it's so that's stupid though it's not i don't even like it it's a dumb button <laughs> jesus <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, they're on sale now. Like you said, four hundred for sixteen gig Wi-Fi only, and eight twenty-nine for a hundred and twenty-eight gig LTE. That's almost a grand. That's outrageous. That's almost a thousand dollars for a little tablet. Yeah, for I mean, let's be honest, hundred twenty-eight gigs like that ain't little by any means, but. What are you gonna I do with that? Justify that to a CIO. Though. What are you gonna do with 128 gigs in your little tiny tablet? Well, I mean, that's what most of your laptop or ultrabook SSDs are nowadays. Sure, is about 128 gigs. 128 gigs. That's how you can store like uh, every movie ever made. In yeah, high right. Maybe like five in HD. It ain't that big. It ain't that big. Uh, let's see, there was an update here, the article on The Verge, it says in a press release, Apple announced that the new iPad mini is currently available to order for delivery, to reserve for in-store pickup at an Apple store, or to purchase from AT&T, Sprint, T-Mobile, Verizon Wireless, ooh, and Apple-authorized resellers. That means those hoping to pick up an iPad mini with Retina display at an Apple store will have to reserve it online, though supplies already appear to be limited. The release did not detail what countries it would be available in. Quote, we're working hard to get as many as we can into the hands of our customers. Thank you, Phil Schiller. Tim Cook made a similar remark shortly after the introduction of the latest iPhone models, which were also said to be plagued by shortages. Plagued by shortages, or did you guys do that on purpose? Pretty sure you did that on purpose. You're telling me Apple can't have the foresight to plan how many devices they really, you know they did that on purpose. They create this vacuum and then they flood the market and everyone's like, oh my God, I can finally get one. Yay. I don't even know why I want one, but I can finally get it. That's marketing, baby. It is. That's brilliant. I mean, I'm not like, yeah, that's that's good stuff for sure. But they've been and they've been playing that card for decades. Yep. That between <laughs> the planned shortages and the plan obsolescence, like there's yeah. got to be something illegal happening there. Because that seems like you can't you can't f your customers from both ends. You know, like pick one 
or the other, but don't it's whatever. But to Apple's credit, I don't yes. think we'll see another iPad mini until, you know, the, the Christmas, fall, something like that. Christmas time. No, no. they ain't going to do them like that anymore. Yeah. You don't think they've done it before. I think that I think it might be late spring, early fall. Okay. Um, all right. A little while. Moving on, you can take your shiny brand new iPad mini tiny retina display on your flight now. Aunt Pruitt, you got an article on a new domain.net. Certain airlines, you can now use your technology. I have to agree with you, Mr. Pruitt. Please no cell phone calls. And not because, oh, we know the plane is shielded and you're not going to crash the plane. Because I don't want to hear... What you're, I don't want to hear everybody's conversation. Oh, Text man. somebody if it's that important. Like, I That's really real. imagine that. Like, a plane full of people all thinking that their conversation is more important than the guy behind yes. them. Everyone yes. yelling, modulating voices. No, please don't. Please do it was, not. It's so bad. I mean, as you guys knew, I traveled last week. Um, the flight. Um, to Florida, I remember there was a lady behind me about two rows, and I'm not a big talker. Everybody knows that, but this lady was talking to someone, you know, for the whole daggum flight, and it wasn't in her inside voice. No, and no. Fortunately, I had these buds in, and you know, I could pretty much tune her out. But I'm thinking, man, is this this woman? Is she hard of hearing or what? <laughs> You know, but she was just going on and on and on. Of course. And my 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 colleague that was with me, he was just in the next seat to me. Uh, it's funny. He didn't really want to say anything, but he types up on his tablet. Has this woman been singing this shit the whole ride? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! With I mean, like talked the whole time, and I'm thinking if this was a cell phone enabled flight. That could have been gone. Oh, that's painful. The whole way. At that point, you're just praying that the battery dies, right? Like, hopefully, those cell handoffs will be enough drain on your battery that this calls. But, folks, think just what about if you just go out in public transit? What if you go out and get on the city bus? That should be normal public etiquette, right? You know, you can't stand it when people are on the subway. You know, dude, can you hear me, dude? Can you hear me? Oh, I did a keg stand last night, you know. Uh, can you hear me now, bro? <laughs> What's the difference between that and an airline? Rude. Nothing, in my opinion. Either way, I don't want it. And Just you're still... And... I don't want to hear it. We see yeah. more and more in, I don't know, <clears throat> where you guys live, but around here, like uh, restaurants, any any place where people are in line, they have yeah. little signs now that says... Yeah. We will get to you as soon as you're finished with your phone call. Until then, get the hell out, out of the line and let someone that's else up. up. Yeah, yeah, that's I exactly. That around here too. Please as it should be, right? Phone. People are so rude about that. It's so annoying. I'm a little rude at times, but I'm not that. I'm not that guy on the phone. You know, I'm not right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And if anything, I'm walking <laughs> into a pole because I'm texting or playing Ingress, but. <laughs> I'm definitely no, not. I haven't done that. No, I'm not, not using my all. voice. You know, I'm all for using our devices on on flights, but please, people, no cell phone calls. Now, um, give me a break. Delta and I want to say JetBlue are the only folks that are doing it right now. 
far as allowing you to have the personal electronic devices on for um, takeoff or, or landing and whatnot. And today, I actually ended up putting this on my blog a little while ago. Today, Delta did a little hashtag and so-called contest. And the hashtag was below 10K feet, basically celebrating, hey, you can turn your devices on. And they wanted people to share pictures of um, below 10,000 feet. And if you go on Twitter and just search for that that hashtag, you'll see some really, really nice shots of people just taking advantage of having this device on at the time. And, you know, of course, it gets you more Instagram and more social media pictures and stuff like that. But, heck, I even took a video last week because the hardheads, they like to see stuff like that, you know, um, especially with the takeoff and whatnot. <laughs> So I took a video and submitted it as well, but it's it's and it was nice for me to be able to do that and let them see me flying over the Gulf of Mexico and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. But um, big ups to Delta on that. And I think uh, the last I heard was U.S. No, United is probably going to be the next ones to have it approved on their flights. But Delta and JetBlue were the first ones because they were on the board. That's pretty cool. Yeah. We, um, there was a really interesting uh, discussion with Nick Bilton from uh, New York Times Bits blog, I think on the last episode of Twit, and he yeah, was yeah, like, that's correct. he was one of the ones that was constantly hounding them about this, like saying, I mean, he went and dug into when the laws were originally made, and it was something because it had nothing to do with like any kind of technology, We, I'm totally shrinking here, hold on. <laughs> oh, there we go. I need a new chair. <laughs> it like, shh. anyway, uh, people were bringing like CBs and stuff on flights, and yeah. so that's where that I guess originated from. But they did yeah, tests, and they had the numbers of like how much. Uh, what was it? Volt, volts, voltomes, something. I I don't know. Volts per, per square meter or something but, like that. What was the number? It would take like a stack of Kindles, like you six hundred of them per centimeter squared is what you would need to yeah. get one percent of the the EGUs or whatever it is. I'm sorry, I'm totally butchering this, but it, it's impossible basically, and that's one percent. The overall, yeah. like they can withstand way more than that, so. It's just yeah. completely – he points it out. He did a really good job on that, if, if you want to hear more about it. I like Nick Bilton. I like him and Baratunde Thurston, apparently. Yeah, they're pretty yeah. tight, and you can tell because it, their views are always sort of yeah. tandem with one another. I would love you know? to get both of them on Yats. Yes, sir. Baratunde, you listening? Nick, you listening? Yeah. We're looking at you. I'm sure they are. <laughs> Hit us up. So, Ant, what what was the general consensus uh, from your article that people were pretty much what we're saying here? Like, yes, tech, no phone calls? Oh, man, the, the, the comments were pretty funny, um, whether it was on a new domain or on my Google Plus stream. Everybody's fine with, with texting, but that phone calls, they were pretty much a big hell no. You know, somebody said maybe if you put, like, a phone booth at the front of the plane and charge a premium – you know, to use that if they really want to do phone calls on the plane or something something about draining a battery, which I could see that being an issue, but if it's gonna be VoIP it probably wouldn't drain it as much. But the overall consensus still is just just text and shut up. Well and honestly, could you get a call 
through? Like, would you be able to hear and say things that the other person would hear because of how fast you're traveling, where the cell towers are, if you're over a part of... What? No, it would all all be void. Oh, I see what you're saying. Not... When, when you were doing this, okay, man, I'm really clueless, but you weren't talking to the normal terrestrial cell phone towers, were you? No, no, no. It's, this hasn't been implemented yet. This oh. is in the works by GoGo InFlight, who does the the Wi-Fi on, on the airplanes right, nowadays. Right, those link down, those aren't linking directly to the, they're no, not this, talking to your normal terrestrial cell phone. No, this is all going to be voice over IP. Yeah, but it's yeah. and it's okay, but it's not going to be LTE to the no. standard things on the ground. That's what gotcha. I misunderstood. Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah, like I was, on, I was on a, many many years ago. I was on a Lufthansa flight, and they it was uh, they let us have internet connectivity in that mode for free because it was an experiment. They was it was the first time they tried it, and it yeah. worked. But uh, that must that they need a whole new infrastructure for that. So it's going to probably it'll never be cheap. The few times I've used GoGo Internet, most of the time I haven't needed it. But the few times I've used it, it was only like three bucks to use, and it was decent enough to run. Yeah, it was decent three enough to run for one flight or per hour. Yeah, three bucks for the flight. Three bucks for the flight, and if you have um like a bunch of connections, I want to say they'll charge you like. Ten dollars for the whole day, or something crazy like that. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't crazy expensive. Um, and they have coverage for across the whole U.S. Probably, right? Maybe not up in Map Map Country or something. Yeah, probably not over there in the woods. Back yeah. Country. <laughs> but it's still pretty neat. Like I said, around New York City, you're cool. <laughs> I mean, it, it might have been, you know, like a something crazy, like five megabits down, like DSL speeds. But it was fine just to, you know, just check Twitter or, or check emails or something like that. I'm, you're not going to be up there streaming Netflix. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I think they ban you from trying to stream Netflix, you know. Gotcha. Yeah, well, yeah but you can send and receive email and you can yeah. do a little web browsing. Yeah, that, that was convenient. The time or two that I used it, it was convenient to do that. But most of the time, I don't even bother. I just download something pre-flight. You know, so it's stored on a device and then just pop in the buds and wait until I pass out into a nice coma-like sleep. So for you, the big difference is they let you turn it on. Yeah, that's the big difference. They let you that's turn it on before you take off. Mm-hmm. So this lady that you were bitching about, she was doing this, uh, what do you, I forget the name, it's Go, what is it? She was uh, go, 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 go in flight. No, she was just having a conversation aloud with someone in either in the seat next to her or around her. Oh, and, okay. You know, and so when I'm thinking about that, okay, what if she was on her cell phone? Because people tend to talk louder when they're on the cell phone. So, they don't really have to, but they do. But they shout. Yeah. Because yeah, our cell phones cell phone. are poopy. <laughs> they're not that bad all the time. No, I know. Everybody has the tendency. But we're know. in the habit of always assuming that they are, so then people are constantly yelling. It's yeah, muscle memory. Drives me nuts, dude. Drives me nuts. Well, also, you know, with a regular handset, you're talking more directly into it rather than past the microphone. Maybe there's... I've never thought about it. But, e- but still, even with the, the cell phone being up here and the yeah. microphone is pretty much on your cheek, 
the technology is good enough to catch that. You know, yeah. you really are. Heck, look at these condenser mics that that the three of us have here. I mean, we're not necessarily talking right into it. But <laughs> there you go. That's whoa. To... Do that again, because that's how you should be talking. <laughs> oh Jesus! I'm so sorry. <laughs> I always wonder why you guys do that. Like, I gotta be right up in mine, Let's otherwise. That TV voice again, man. That's fine. All right, so let me just turn my freaking mic on and get. See, that's perfect. That's your bedroom voice. I know. Netflix. That's how this should sound. Voice. We should all be sounding like that. <laughs> I know it's a pain to talk into these things. One day we'll have nice lapel mics. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, let's talk about Microsoft narrowing their CEO shortlist. Uh, Ford's old CEO, Mullally. What's his name? Uh, Alan, Alan Mullally. Is that is that their choice, Mike? Well, they've shortened it to uh, I think uh, five people externally and two or three people internally, including, of course, Stephen Elop and so on. And I got to I got to reading this story over the last week and started thinking, do I really care anymore? Does Microsoft matter anymore? So somebody comes in and turns Microsoft around. It, 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 is it too late for them to recapture what they once had, at least in the consumer market? And I'm kind of coming away with the conclusion that, you know, Google has sort of done that. Google is now the the choice for people who don't want to do Apple, and it's the low-cost choice, and it's got a vast, uh, uh, a, a vast media, uh, a vast set of media services. Why do we need Microsoft? Because Mike, they're running on all of our machines here. I mean, we're all doing this show on Windows. Windows because is everywhere. Yeah, Larry couldn't do that big word document on the ipad earlier <laughs> exactly i mean granted i do all 99 percent of my computing which i would just classify it as disposable computing my my facebook google plus taking pictures checking email i do 99 percent of that stuff now on my phone or my tablet just because the apps are a much better experience for me but that other 1% of what I do is, like, more important, I think, than that 99% of disposable computing I'm doing. And that has to be done on a desktop. I can't edit audio. I can't do this show. I can't do show notes. I mean, I could, but it's a much, it's, it's much more fluid on an a actual computer. Well, I think all that's, I, I think that's all true, and I get that. But what it says is we're going to relegate Microsoft and their OS to, you know, 1% of our right. use. And the other 99% of our use and our real attention and focus and pleasure is going to come from Android or, or Do you Apple think they were, they were too late into the mobile game, even though they were around in the mobile game? They had Windows Mobile. That was a terrible... <laughs> but at the time, there wasn't anything else. But they didn't keep up in that space. Well, you know, I would dispute what you guys are saying is 99%. I mean, well, that's my all, use case. That was just a I random. But, okay. But I mean, when you think of all the, you know, enterprises and servers and, and shit like that, uh, I don't know. Larry, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I, I'll grant you that Microsoft has a long, vital business market. 
That's staying around. But, but is it all legacy, Mike? Is it all legacy stuff? No, yeah. they're going to they're gonna continue to have that the push for the twenty the Office twenty ten the Office three sixty five. They're going to continue to get that push because of the foothold they originally got as Microsoft. And you know those products are good in the business world. Yeah. Um, nothing has come along in the business world. You know, Unix was supposed to be this big threat. Well, that's never happened. Uh, so Microsoft's business world business is really pretty secure. It's the consumer stuff. It's it's when we leave the office and go home, or when we're, you know, when we're just pursuing our own interests. What are you going to use? And I don't. Now that I see it being Microsoft labeled. You know, there, there's two issues. One is um, whether Microsoft could is going to make it, and the other is do we wish they would? And I sure wish they would because the more competition you got, the better off you are. That's a good point, right? Amen. Amen. I agree with that. Or they go the way of BlackBerry, right? But I, I don't see that happening. But, They're you know, going to spend a lot of money to stop it. If, if, if it does, it's going to take a long time. Look what they did with Windows. Do you guys remember filed Windows 1 and Windows 2 and finally Windows 3.11 is my first, but yeah. Yeah. And so, now they're going back to tiles, huh? That's so, you know, Larry, they could do that cyclical. again. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not ruling that out. I, I'm just wondering, will they? Do they have the, the stuff that it takes in the year 2013, soon to be 2014, 2015, to, to pull off what they did back in the 1980s. You know, it's a different set of people. It's a different world. You know, there's there's two issues. One is the, devi- you know, like they say, devices and services. And you're, you're talking about devices. And how, have you, do you guys use their uh, office as a service, service, whatever, Office 365 already? Is that working for the enterprise? Will that take over five years from now? Well, Will this, we all this, be doing uh, Word This on. is my argument with Microsoft. Um, I agree 100% with them having a big foothold in the business side, um, but I think it's larger on the workstation and desktop side. You will have some servers out there running Windows Server for whatever reason, whether it's for cloud and NAS or anything like that, but they're in, they're in serious competition with the Linux server world. Um, I mean, heck, just look at the Internet. Most of the stuff on the Internet is running on a Linux server, not a Microsoft server. So Microsoft, in my opinion, needs to do like IBM did back in the 80s and 90s. They just focused on, let's make the businessman happy. You know, not necessarily make the IT guy happy, but let's make the businessman happy, you know? Yeah. Um, Do you guys, like, do you all have, do the workers that you're coming out, like, use Microsoft Office? Yeah, we're we're a Microsoft camp, definitely. But and we have they, just so they eventually migrate to the the version where you where you're online instead of getting you know installing it locally. That would be no. They that won't. No, okay. we have just That's as many. We have just as many open source servers as we do our um, Microsoft I servers. servers. I mean, like the Office uh, Office servers, like. Instead of buying Word and installing it on your PC, and then you've got it, this model where you pay ninety dollars or ninety nine dollars a year, 
Yeah, but see, it, it also depends on the size of your company, too, because depending on who your vendor is, you, you might get a better rate being, being a bigger company and can have those um, licenses, keys, where it can be installed right there on the machine. That's what we're dealing with right now. But aren't they offering it as a service, as an Internet service now? Yeah, we've got to have that we've up, gone though, right? I'm Don't you have to have the Azure hook on your back end, Mike? We've gone at our at our office to Office 365, which and it's got some terrific advantages. It, it gives each employee uh, up to five licenses, so you can load uh, Office, the latest version of Office, on five different devices. You know, your your work mm. desktop, your home desktop, your laptop, your Surface, whatever. Yeah, and uh, it's all downloaded. If you haven't seen this technology where they, where you can download uh, Office on the fly and it installs on your it's Windows nice. desktop, it's or your Windows device, it's really pretty cool. It's just like how um, Google Play does with its devices. You can install it, from the web. The other part of that is that it also includes. Um, essentially exchange-based email services. That's with, what I was thinking, not, not Azure Exchange. Not Azure, yeah, <laughs> uh, Exchange, with, a, uh, with um, Outlook as the front end, or yeah. you can use a, uh, a web-based equivalent of Outlook that is really yeah. very, very slick. The OWA does look better in this latest version. I believe it's version 2010, I think. Yeah, yeah. 2012. It does look way better than the last couple versions, and it's very, very functional this time, too. Very functional. So do you, um, do you guys think that, that moving, okay, they're going to, it seems like, at least in Mike's case, they've moved Office to being a service as opposed to a product. Kind of. Is that going to save them? Is that going to be a big uh is that are they going to continue to rule the world for the next 20 years by doing that? Well, I think they'll continue to generate a lot of cash. I think they'll stay afloat. I'll say that. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. But, you know, I just think that you know they're like you say, PCs are going down, and it's being filled in with devices and services. And yeah. so Microsoft's eaten it so far on devices, but aren't they going to do well in service? Are they going to do well in services? That's well, the services they are delivering. Yeah. You know, it's the word processor, it's the Excel spreadsheet, and so on. But it's not—it's not what the consumer wants. I don't think most consumers want the complexity of Microsoft Word. It's kind of a niche thing, right? All of the weird formatting, and I mean, if you're an author, obviously you need it because uh, if you're publishing, self-publishing. Uh, a lot of sure. those services require a Word doc in a very exactly. particular format Shoot. using their I templates, which who's to say you can't? I mean, I'm just looking through uh, KitKat here. It comes with QuickOffice. Who's to say Google has templates? I mean, what's it take for them to create a template for ebook publishing for Google Playbooks specifically or, you know, whatever? It's I just got, a matter of time, isn't it? For you. What template? Pivot table. I got one word for you. Pivot table. Pivot, pivot table. table. You guys like those? You're not going to do pivot tables on uh, 
on uh, I need to open source products. Yeah. I don't even know what a pivot table is, so uh moving on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, tell us, tell us. No, I don't even want to know what it is. No, blah, 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 blah. Mike, tell us about Minecraft. Oh, I, you know, I just wanted to, I wanted to point this article out. This is a, a recent article in Salon, the wonderful and absurd story of Minecraft. It's how this this game, which no one, no one in their right minds would think that this game would ever amount to anything, where you can you can build things in a virtual world with Legos-like building blocks. But it has taken off massively around the world. And I'm just wondering if I've got enough time in my life. No, you do not. Yeah, yeah. And you know how we know Minecraft has made it? It was in a South Park episode this season. <laughs> how do you train a horse? Does it, have any, does it have adult users? Like, I have grandchildren that do it 24 hours a day if you let them. Big people do it. In as just... much as adult big people play World of Warcraft, right? Really? You know they do. Uh, Shut up! Don't no you play? Probably. Yeah, I bet you play. Player. You're a player. No, I, I watch the kids, so I, I'm amazed at the ability of they, that they have now to keep these 3D maps of the world in their heads. Um, you know, it really is real special skills. That, that that's that's something common between Minecraft and uh, World of Warcraft and a lot of other of these games is that you 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 they are immersive experiences in that you're getting into these worlds that are sort of vast and limitless in their appearance and I, it it's creating I think it it's creating in a new generation of these players a different kind of mental skill absolutely. That, than we have uh, who do, you know, who, who were brought up reading. Yeah, totally. Another reading, stuff. it's sort of a lost art. I yeah, read. We, we've lost the patience for reading, too. At least I have. I love I'm reading, still. I read whenever I can. Sometimes I feel bad when I hear about Matt and you guys reading all of these tremendous books and stories and whatnot. And I sit down and try to read something, and it just don't happen. So I said, okay, well, let me do the ebook since I love my text so much. And, man, I still have a book on this tablet from last year, and I think I may have read only 80 pages or so. It'll read to you on the tablet. I'll, I'll give you, if you're watching uh, the live show here, here's uh, the bookshelf, kind of. Wow. You can see a testament to whoops, my girlfriend. Uh, there's a testament to all all of the books that I enjoy reading. Wow, I do read, but I also so I'm in that place now where I like having books, but I love having them on my tablet. So do I buy them twice? Because that sucks. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm at that place where I'm like, I want to read it on my tablet, but I want to have the book in my bookshelf. But then I'm like, if I ever move. I'm going to be really glad I have a lot of these on my tablet and not on the bookshelf, but no then if if revolution happens and there's no electricity, I'm going to be really glad I have a book in the bookshelf. It, it's a very twisted conundrum I find myself you got in. problems, my friend. You tell me about it. <laughs> 99 problems, but a book ain't one. So <laughs> we figured out that Larry's grandchildren 
play this stuff. And how about the hardheads? They they have been curious about Minecraft, but they haven't really taken the dive. I've been asked about it a time or two. Um, the 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 furthest it got is I actually spoke to one of my friends um, about a server that he runs and see if he can get access to it and whatnot. And then it never really turned into turned into anything after that because if they if the hardheads talk about it for ten minutes, I really don't pay it any attention. They need to talk about it for a good two hours before <laughs> I. <laughs> my my brother, my younger brother, we're five years old difference, uh, and all his friends play it. Yeah, and I would love for them to be able to get into it and and take more interest in it, but I'm not going to force it upon them. So, yeah, because I think I think it would be good for their little little brains because they can just soak up so much stuff. You know. Yeah, yeah but it'd also be good if they were out playing soccer. They just. Do. Oh yeah. You can what do, do you a say, little Larry? of this and well, a little of that. Nobody enters. Well, they they, especially this one grandson. I mean. He just loves to do it. I, nobody, I don't know. He, I don't know how he's learned to do it. Uh, I surely, I haven't spent five minutes teaching him. Uh, his parents don't. They just kind of fart around with it, and they learn it inductively, and then they start talking to their kid friends about it. But it doesn't. It hasn't taken any pushing on anybody's part. Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Got a granddaughter, right, Mike? <clears throat> she into it. We've got the the uh, twin girls who are now thirteen, and uh, they're musical. They have uh, they they have i what are they called? Uh, not iPods. They have iPods, and uh, they play games on those iPods. But what they mostly do is they text their friends and they post <laughs> on Tumblr. Tumblr. Wow. <laughs> Blast from the past. I used to do a pick of the day on Tumblr. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. This is kind of interesting. Google Hangouts? No. Google Helpouts? Google Handouts? This is uh, <laughs> it's a new product from Google. This is on, uh, speaking of the Bits blog on the New York Times, uh, new product from Google, Helpouts, connects people with experts over video chat to give free or paid advice for tasks as varied as how to apply lipstick, how to treat a burn, or how to speak Mandarin. This is kind of like replacing all of those how-to YouTube videos, right? Like how to make a dry ice bomb or something. But this isn't video. It's chat. It's hangout. It's kind of like what uh, Amazon's doing, right? With their it's a Mayday. video hangout. It's yeah. the Mayday button. It's Google's Mayday button. Does it yeah. connect you to a pie script, or is oh, this? It's a hangout. <laughs> they say it's uh, going to get open to the public Monday night, so oh, wow. uh, next week here. Oh no! It's or open no, to the public a couple now. days ago. Where's my dates? A couple days ago. Yeah. No, I went to the Scientific Day, and I don't think it. You... Maybe it's open to yeah. uh, use it, but not to create yet. Not to offer. Uh... Yeah, you have to apply for that. Yeah, there it wasn't open, but uh, and I just looked at it a little bit. It says you know it Google open to use it. They are but not to get to offer. But yeah, and not to offer because they are Google is screening and doing a background check on each person who is allowed to be 
is allowed to offer services. Gotcha. Well, I would hope so. I mean, you don't want this to turn into a bunch of cam whores, right? Well, it could be because you can have your rating system and you know, so could I do a help out for people that want to start a podcast and I can be like, here's how to set up your WordPress site and use Matt, you the can right totally plugin. Do that. I mean, you could do that. Yeah. And what you do is it's not that you record something. You, you charge so much per hour. It's live. Yeah, yeah. And you sit there in your studio at home and you talk to them and they're, you know, somewhere else in the world. And Yeah, you should do it, man. You should try it. Your advice. That is kind of cool. And then yeah. say that'll be twenty dollars sent via Google Wallet, please. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I think Google takes a twenty percent cut. <clears throat> of course they do. Of course they do. <laughs> you think that's worth it? Twenty percent. It depends what you're getting, right? If you're getting five bucks, I mean, is that worth it? If you're getting a couple hundred, is that worth it? I could just as easily hit you up on Skype and keep all of it, you know? What, what, what Google is doing, Google is providing the infrastructure and they're providing the marketplace and they're providing the payment platform. So they do take a lot of the hassle out of it for you. Also the ratings kind of the thing, your reputation, you know, the reputation. shit like that. Yeah. But you know what Matt was saying? I told my, my wife and I were talking about this just, at supper and like she's a really good cook and she could she makes you know she's from chili so she can make really good empanadas she really knows a lot about kind of that stuff and i said wow you could do a thing on how to make empanadas and her reaction was that it would really suck if she was getting paid for that that, yeah. that, that the idea of uh of putting a charge on it just kind of ruined it. Then it's so not I, fun anymore I, for her, right? It becomes a job at that point, doesn't attitude. it? Um, but uh, be, it might turn out to be a really cool marketplace. I've, I've applied to be a vendor on really? that marketplace providing some sort of computer tech advice. So, Mike, you can be the vendor. Oh, You'll be God. like the pimp, and the rest of us will be like the... The walkers, the day walkers, the women of the night, and You'll be uh, my <laughs> you can you can pimp out and and I'll hand you up to this guy. You can <laughs> a handy help out with some tech. He gets really good advice. <laughs> really good advice. Wink, wink. Yeah. You definitely you're not to worry about me doing that. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's, I mean, there's two ways to make money on the internet. This isn't one of them. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it says other companies like Cura, 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 I remember them. Okay. Try to connect people with experts to answer questions. And some use video like Joyous for shopping, American Well for healthcare, and Wello for fitness training. Helpouts is also part of a trend in tech to bridge offline and online commerce, including Square for payments, TaskRabbit for hiring people, and Airbnb for renting homes. I always thought TaskRabbit was a good idea. Like, I really yeah. like that. <clears throat> There's a really cool site called Pearl, P-E-A-R-L.com, that does the same exact thing that, uh, that Google Helpouts is doing. 
Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, they've been doing it now for, I don't know, three, four, five years. And they're, you know, modestly successful. You can get really good advice for really reasonable prices in certain fields. They don't try to cover everything. Hey, is Lynda.com strictly educational? I was wondering where would that fit in this? Well, that's that's canned videos. But that's oh, like okay. way interactive. <clears throat> okay, gotcha. canned videos, and they're very, they're all they're big, man. That's yeah, that's like super expert stuff too, for sure. Okay, Lynda.com is Lynda.com has everything from beginning shit to really stuff. They have special. all the shit. They are. Beginner shit, intermediate shit, intermediate shit. Uh, hell, yeah, if HelpOut succeeds, Google hopes it will provide experts with a source of income so retired doctors or guitar players could teach people online. Experts charge a fixed rate or by the minute a HelpOut session from Kit Shit on making Kit Shit on making Thanksgiving stuffing costs $20. They keep 80% and Google takes 20. Helpouts is an obvious venue for marketers. Uh, okay. So, yeah, to combat the risks of live video, Google for now interviews and runs background checks on every expert that uses Helpouts, though Mr. Mamber, Manber, I don't know who that is. All right, anyway, so that's kind of cool. I'm kind of excited. I want to, before we get out of here, we're at kind of at the end of, of our time here. I just saw this on a, a Google+. Plus. Mike Elgin posted it. It's for a Kickstarter for an app that it, it says, finally do something about bad parking. And I love oh, this idea. Is this the one from John P.? I love this idea. It's by Yuri Maimon, Sydney, oh, Australia. Okay. Uh, it's a mobile app and website to snap and submit an image of bad parking you encounter. You can also view and favorite images from other users. I love this. This is so great. I see. This is just to humiliate people. Yes, yes. I see bad parking all the time. Uh, he says here background. This morning, while attempting to attend a ceremony at my children's school and being a little late, I was looking for parking at the car park. The car park was full, and I just noticed a guy taking up two parking spots. Due to my flawed nature, this really pissed me off, and I considered my options. It turns out that by skipping the first couple of illegal options, I managed to come up with the idea for this app. The app will be a mobile app starting with iOS and maybe adding other OSs later. Oh, dude. Well, never mind. I want that. No, that's all right. I understand Android can't always be first. That's fine. Uh, it will yeah. allow you to take a snapshot of the offending vehicle and submit it to a website together with the date, time, GPS locations, and a note. On the site, people will be able to view the images, favorite, and comment on the images they like. Reporting this bad behavior will certainly make you feel better and without putting you at risk. I think you should then, like... I don't know. I I think that it's that it's a good idea to start out. I think there's so much more you can do with it, you know. Yeah, it, it my my concern is this is it doesn't put you at risk, but it puts that driver at risk. Good, then it's don't park like you. a dick. Problem yeah, but, solved. But again, okay, what if you see that picture online? What if Matt Lee sees that picture online and, and goes and puts a bat right through his street? window? 
how do you know if you don't have the guy's license? Unless you can see the license plate, you're not going to know who did it. I would submit well, the look. It's it said location, so I'm assuming it's using geolocation from the yeah, from the images. Where you parked in front of the school, but that doesn't. Uh, it's where you're parked. It's not where you live. You know, my reaction is totally the opposite. I want to have play with it. I want to get a fucking fire truck and park it across four lanes and stuff. I want to try to become the most egregious bad parker. <laughs> Go for it, Larry. Yeah, man. Rogue. Absolutely. Have you ever seen the site? Uh, it's thatwasnotok.com. Here, uh, we'll put a link to this in the show notes on yet another tech show. Com. I still have a few of these business cards. Um, basically, whenever anyone does like just a d bag thing, you hand them one of these business cards, and then so they go, they go to the site, and it says that was not okay. The person who gave you this card wanted to tell you that your behavior was not okay. <clears throat> you made someone uncomfortable, and they'd like you to stop. Please let us help. And then you click the help, and it says, books won't give you social graces, but they might help. And then there's links for social intelligence, the complete idiot's guide to enhancing your social IQ, etiquette for dummies, urban etiquette, marvelous manners for the modern metropolis. Dude, this is hilarious. Isn't it brilliant? <laughs> so it kind of, it's like that whenever I see people at part, you know, I'll, I'll toss them one of these cards or, or something, but. Having an app do it is so much better. <laughs> anyway, uh, there's one backer, 29 days to go. They have $5 out of their $10,000 goal. We'll put a link to it in the show notes at yetanothertexture.com so you guys can help get it funded. Yep. So pretty cool, pretty cool. <laughs> I just saw that. Mike Elgin uh, posted it on, on Google Plus there, so... All right, gents. Anything else we want to cover? Larry, we kind of skipped over. Was there anything important you wanted to, to mention? Got a few minutes left. I don't even remember what I put on there. Okay. I think one that I put on was the deal. Oh, yeah. One was Mike's, the same thing that Mike had about the uh, the, uh, the offering yourself as an, as an expert. They, Google's also starting to push this idea for schools of virtual field trips over Hangouts kind of becoming a, a clearinghouse for people that want to offer those. That's so it, it was like it seemed I came across in one week two services that they're building on top of their own infrastructure. And it made me think like, uh, you know, are they going to start competing with people that use their infrastructure? It sort of reminded me of like, you know, Microsoft. Uh, when something gets popular, they bring it into the operating system or Twitter doing that kind of thing. Yeah, interesting to see where that goes. Yeah. I mean, they're becoming a service provider on their... They've stopped being an infrastructure company, and they're being a service provider in, in both these... An application provider. Yeah. 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 Who knows what else they've come up with. They're an interesting company. I yeah. I, I like oh. following them. Yeah, really. I'm with you. Good and stuff. something else, and I don't remember why. Uh, from the uh, the Google Plus uh, page here for Yats, uh, Donald K. He said major airlines already said they have zero interest in allowing in-flight calls. They understand it would upset too many customers. American and Delta already said no. So that, that that's awesome. Um, 
Jason Bratby says Minecraft is a very great game. It teaches a lot of basic computer programming skills. Uh, and he also said Tumblr is huge nowadays with the teenage population. So let's hope it sticks around longer than Posterous did. <laughs> you remember? Wow, Posterous. Posterous. Yeah. I, I kind of dug that for a while. But mm-hmm. all right. Uh, I should mention YouTube. Yet we have our own channel now. So. Uh, if you were subscribed to my channel because you liked Yats, definitely subscribe to the new Yats channel. Links to it are at yetanothertechshow.com. Um, other than that, you can subscribe in iTunes and hang out with us throughout the week on our Google Plus community. Every Tuesday, we do Attack of the Androids. Wednesday night, of course, Yats. And Thursday is Point and Shoot. Uh, if you're into dark adult comedy friday is the jam hole <laughs> the jam hole.com so Man, check that out uh, i got a bunch of hip-hop on the site the jamhole.com slash music and if you enjoy the show donate uh hasmaticus at gmail.com that's the paypal and there's qr codes on on the site so check it out larry press aunt pruitt mike rothman i'm matt lee this has been yet another tech show thanks for listening guys have a good night Good Tech Show. Check us out online at yetanothertechshow.com.